Hey everyone, Marco here with our first mini episode of Teachers Talking Teaching. The very first mini episode, super excited. And today we're going to focus on some tips I got from a good friend of mine on how to land your first teacher job, how to transfer campuses within a district, as well as her educational philosophy. She's been in education for 38 years, 35 of them in the same district, and 23 years in administration. So if there's somebody who can drop some knowledge, then she would be the right person to talk to. And I am so glad I was able to have the conversation I did with her. Um, I learned a lot as well. And so hopefully with her input, my input, and Kristen's input, you can land your first teaching job, transfer schools, and hopefully you can take some, some of the knowledge with you along the way. So here are some tips she told me how to land a job, on how to land a job. So what gets you the interview is your resume and the experience you have, all right? For your resume, make sure you get somebody you trust to look it over, okay? For me, it was one of my former professors and one of my former high school English teachers, uh, and I also shared it with a few of my teacher friends that I had when I was a senior in college because um, I was still I had a job at a school, so I had them look it over as well. Um, so make sure you get your resume looked over, all right? Make sure that's, that's the thing that gets your foot in the door with the interview is to have a good resume. Um, you know, it's hard, it's, it's a harsh reality, but experience is tough to get, okay? So just remember that if you're especially fresh out of school and want to land a job, any experience you gained while you were in school, okay? It's tough to get, but anything that you did that's relatable to teaching Make sure you have it in your resume and make sure it's relevant to what you're, uh, what you're applying for. And we're going to talk about relevancy here in a little bit. Um, another thing she said to land a good job, in the inter especially within the interview, is making sure that you emphasize that you're able to build relationships with your kids as well as your parents. All right. I know this is a kid, student-centered business, um, but you are also partnering with parents. All right, parents are a vital support system. Uh, they can really make or break your year. Um, so as long as you show that you're able to build relationships with students and parents, you should be good to go. So um, what they look for specifically, so what she said is for a new teacher is, you know, can you talk to kids? Um, like I said, can you build relationships with your students? Uh, are you willing to speak with the parents? Because there's times, you know, I'll be real with you. There's times I do not want to talk to a parent. All right, but when I am asked, am I willing to talk to parents? The answer is yes, I am willing. All right, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm not gonna do it. Are you willing and able to talk to parents? And if you show that you are, that's a really good sign. Um, can you effectively communicate with both? All right, can you communicate not just with kids, but with the parents effectively? And if you can do all that, she said that you'd be most likely to be the candidate they call in for another interview, or even offer the job. There is, uh, quite often I've seen, there have been multiple interviews when it comes to teaching. Uh, just because you have one interview, you know, chances are if you're, the, if you're the person that they want, then they'll offer a second interview. And if you're the person they really, really want, then chances are they'll offer you a job on the spot. Uh, or, you know, they say, not on the spot, but you know, they call you sometimes an hour later or maybe even 10 minutes later. Uh, but you know, it, it just just ranges on how you uh, you know how you did. 
Uh, for me, I know that in my first interview, it took almost about, I would say almost a few weeks before I got a call. And remember back in the experiences episode, it took somebody not being able to move to Round Rock in order for me to get a call back. So that's what took the longest time. Um, when I landed my second job at the school I'm currently at now, my principal called me, I would say it was almost a couple of days after, um, just about maybe one or two days after, after they, they've done all the interviews. Um, that's when I received a call back. So, and I didn't have to do a second interview. I just did one interview um, with uh, my second job, but I did multiple interviews for my first job for sure. Um, so there it is. Got to make sure you build relationships with your students and parents. Uh, another thing they look at is personality and fit for campus and campus culture. Um, just based on the vibe they get, that, that'll also determine if you fit into their culture and climate as a campus. So if you're a really, really good teacher, but um, you know your personality, they, they, they look at that as well. So not only are you a good teacher, but can you, you know, are, do you mesh well with the campus? Um, Kristen made a good point um, when we were talking about this episode is that um, you shouldn't try to change yourself. You know, you, you are who you are to fit the vibe you think the campus has. But if you do some research and there is uh, on their school websites, especially they have a lot of information about demographics and, and vision statements and stuff like that. So if you do your research and emphasize what about you seems to fit with what you know of the culture, that works pretty well too. So even though they might not feel the vibe, if you do your research and, and use some of the words that they use in their vision or and you know or you pay attention to their, their demographics that'll work really well too i know for a fact that in my second in my second uh job as a teacher the one i'm currently at now when i move campuses i know i did a lot of research and i made sure that i asked questions about you know the campus improvement plans and stuff like that and that's another tidbit that i'll that i'll even put in there thinking about it now is um when it comes to research they have everything on the school website take a look at the campus improvement plan um, that shows that you know the campus improvement plan. What those are is they determine what kind of uh, professional development, as well as what are some of the things they're going to try to focus in the upcoming school year. Um, sometimes they're available right at the end of the school year, but uh, if not, they're definitely available during the summer. That way, um, you can kind of see what you're going into. So take a look at that campus improvement plan. I'm part of our campus improvement plan. I helped. I helped out with ours this past spring and so i know that i know what's in it because i worked on it um but i can tell you that you know there's certain things that we're looking for and that we want at our school because of the campus improvement plan so take a look at that do your research that's a really good tidbit that's a really good bit Kristen. thank you for saying that um another thing to consider is what i talked about before when it comes to fit it's your relevancy all right are you teaching in the right setting so, for example, if we are interviewing you, and, sh and this is what uh, my good friend said, is that if they're interviewing you as an, as an AP and it shows that you would much rather teach fourth grade math, but you're applying for eighth grade math, they might not give you a call back because you are a good fit for the elementary level. So, like I said before, when it comes to your experience, you know, any experience is a good experience, but just make sure it's relevant to the job that you're applying for, Okay. Because um, if you're applying for, and I know it's, I applied for jobs and jobs. I applied for so many jobs. I didn't apply for elementary, all right? Because elementary kids scare me. 
but I applied for high school and middle school because that was kind of the age I um, that I, I felt like I could teach. But it wasn't until I started working at the middle school and I started working with sixth graders and not just eighth graders. That's when I realized, like, you know what? I really like the sixth grade. So for me, I'm going to try to, uh, if I ever interview for another job or if I move campuses, um, when it comes to my relevant experience, it's all sixth grade. It's all middle school. So I'll probably stay in that, in that setting because all my experience is relevant to that setting. Um, I probably wouldn't move to a kindergarten teacher because kindergartners scare me. But um, not only that, like a, a sixth grader is way different than a kindergartner, right? Like everything's completely different. So just make sure that your experience... When you apply for the job, it's relevant to the job that you want to to, to have at that school. Um, and the last thing she said in regards to how to get the job is, do you show excitement and enjoyment about the job? All right. So you know, at the end of the day, do you show that you want to work with kids and that you enjoy it? Because there's a lot of people out there that say they want to be a teacher and they're not really passionate about it. And it's like, ah, eh, the kids, you know, the kids will take care of themselves. I don't need to really do much, but really in fact you know you have to be passionate enough because it is a hard job and it takes a lot of effort so if you show that you're excited and that you're passionate and you know you can build relationships you can communicate your experience is relevant um your resume looks good then chances are you'll you'll be called in called in for the job so very good helpful information from both Kristen and my good friend of mine, that's an, uh, that's an AP. She did a really good job telling me what she, what she looks for. And, and again, it, she's been an AP for 23 years, so she sat in interviews for a long time. And she's seen hundreds of candidates. And the ones that really make an impact on her are the ones that are able to do the things that we talked about. Now, moving on. For our teachers who wish to move schools, either by transferring or switching districts, uh, she had some in, uh, insight to share with you. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, it's very hard to switch schools, especially if you have a really good connection with your uh, with your uh, with your former school. Um, but the experience is something that I will always cherish because I, I switch schools. I'm not at the same middle school that I started my career at. Um, I'm actually at a new middle school in a new district. So just remember, um, Another thing too, it's it's very rare for teachers to stay at one school for their entire career. Very rare. I know that uh, my mother's going on 21 years now. 20. This will be her 21st year at the same campus. And I've had friends in the profession that lasted 10 to 15 years at their school. But uh, just like our students, you know, we need growth uh, professionally or personally. And there are many reasons to make the switch. All right. There's, you know, and don't ever beat yourself up over it. You know, if, if you feel like you need to switch campuses, if you feel like you need to switch roles, that's totally fine. You have every right to do so. You know, um, I will tell you my reason for me, it was because I was, uh, it was to teach something I was passionate about. And it was also another thing, now that I'm thinking about it, it was also uh, relevant to my degree. You know, I, I taught math and I was really passionate about the teaching part but I wasn't passionate about math. You know, I didn't really like math and especially being in Texas and we have the star, I really didn't enjoy having to, you know, and of course this is just, I can only speak personally for myself, but you know, I really did not like how I had to force all these things to uh, for a test. You know what I mean? Like I had to teach to a test and I hate teaching to a test. 
Um, I think math is very important. I have a special place in my heart for all my math teacher friends. I, I still have a lot of friends that um, I taught math, math with that are still teaching math. And I have mad respect for them. But um, I knew that in my heart, you know, if I can't agree with the content, then I need to find something else. And technology was where it was at. You know, the last year of me teaching math, we had a huge grant at our school that we almost got. I want to say we were like 99.9% one-to-one. And there was a cart in every single room. And, you know, we had extra Title I money, so we invested in technology had a very strong uh, instructional technology specialist, and you know that really, really helped uh, me kind of figure out like, oh, I like what he does, and I like what we're doing with technology. I wish I can use computers every day, because um, it was kind of hard to use computers every day with math, at least at you know at that point in time. Now it's kind of easy because there's a lot of stuff out there. But anyway, um, I kind of went off a little bit. That's what I do. I riff a lot, but just what I'm trying to say is. Be passionate about what you teach, all right? I wanted something new, and that's okay if you want something new too. I validate you. I love that. I love when I say that to somebody because they feel really good, and hopefully you felt really good when I said it. I validate you for wanting to switch schools. So here are some tips that uh, we have for you for seeking greener pastures, all right? Uh, The first thing that we talked about um, is you got to be willing to work, all right? Just because it's a new start and you have experience doesn't mean it's a free ride, okay? You got to be willing to work. You got to be open-minded, all right? This is a new school. It isn't your old campus. You need to be flexible. Uh, There's new learning systems and procedures. Again, you have experience already because you already are a teacher. You're switching schools and you can introduce what you know, but don't expect others to follow what you say and do things your way. Uh, my good friend that's an AP, she made sure that I knew that because uh, she was there my first year. Um, and this, this I wish I knew this before I moved to that campus because I thought I knew everything. I thought people would listen to me, and that's not the case. You know, when you're the new person on the block, um, new kid on the block, you know, sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. And don't expect everything to go your way. You have to be flexible and go with what the campus feels is the best route. All right. Um, And saying that you got to be willing to compromise. All right. You need to compromise because think about it. We spend more time at school than we do with our own families. And it's a relationship. You know, being a part of a school is a relationship. You're a part of a family and you have to be willing to make sure you just don't take anything without giving something in return. All right. You always got to make sure that it's it's a two way street. It's a relationship. And lastly, uh, we came to the agreement that you have to be positive. Um, Have fun. It's a new experience, you know. You you made the switch. Uh, you're gonna make a lot of good friends. You know, it could be a whole new family. You could stay there longer than you were at your old campus, but it's something that you got to be positive about. And I will tell you another thing: not only be positive about it uh, coming in, but also um, this is I didn't do it, but just don't badmouth your former campus, especially like if it's in the same district. Um, or just in general, don't be that don't be that teacher that switches and that was like, uh, you you know what we did at our other school, uh, so uh, you know, don't be that person. Uh, just come in and have fun, introduce what you know, be open minded, compromise, and realize that you're going into a whole new relationship. And chances are, it's not like a. Hopefully, for me, it was more of a mutual breakup. 
you know, I, I talked to my principal and I told, you know, I was telling her like she wanted me to stay. But at the same time, like I told her, you know, I really want to do this instead of what I'm doing now. And she gave me her blessing. And, you know, it was a mutual thing. And I know that for some of us, it may not be mutual. You know, you, you just kind of get tired of it and you want to go on your own or whatever. But, um, you know, just be positive about any whatever happened at the, at the last school is at the last school. This is the new school. It's a whole new fresh start for you. So just make sure that you remember that. Be positive about it. Start fresh. It's good. So that's it. There you have it. Great insight from somebody who has seen just about everything there is, now including a pandemic. My good friend of mine, 38 years strong. Um, you know, Kristen, with her with her knowledge, she helped out with this episode. Of course, uh, you know, I've, I put in a little bit of stuff here and there, probably riffed a little bit too much. But you know what? Um, that's, that's pretty much what you got to think about when, when you want to land a job or just transfer schools. Uh, we're going to end on this. She mentioned, my good friend of mine, she mentioned her philosophy that she has gone by since the start of her career, early on in her career. And this advice I now will take for the rest of my time as a teacher and, and also being in education. Um, but she ended our phone call and we're going to end the podcast like this. She said, uh, Marco, do for a child what you would want another teacher to do for your own. So in other words, be the teacher you want your children to have. You know, just remember that teaching is a demanding job, whether you've been in it for a year or 38 years, whether it's your first school or your fifth school. You know, if you can continue growing in your career, drop knowledge when you can, you know, accept criticism and coaching. That, that's something that, you know, could be hard for some of us um, when you need it. And be there for your students as well as your parents, fellow staff, administration, and, you know, teach your students like you would want your children to have, then if you can do all that, you're going to be one hell of a teacher. And I wish you luck in your endeavors and your start of your career. For those that are starting your career, good luck in your career. And then those that are continuing on at a different school, I wish you success and continued good luck and best wishes as you navigate the rest of your teaching career. So thanks for tuning in on this mini episode with me, Marco. Remember to subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter at T3 underscore podcast. Remember, our Twitter handle is at T3 underscore podcast. And we will catch you in the next episode of Teachers Talking Teaching. Stay safe out there.